Hey, everybody, and welcome back for another episode of the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast, where tonight we are certainly going to be on the edge of our seats. I had to say it because it's corny, and I know they were going to hate me for doing it, but so what? But anywho, Adam Copeland arrives to AEW. We have a head-to-head battle of all time. That's it's not all time, but it's a renewed Renew rivalry on Tuesday nights coming to us next week. And WWE Fastlane is this week. I'm a little if you knew it or not. Anyway, we got those things to talk about more. And that means it's time for us to get into tonight's episode of the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast. Let's do this, folks. What's up, good people, and welcome back for another episode of the Big O Belt Podcast, we, where we are live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, giving you one hour of pro wrestling talk, news, rumors, gossip, whatever you want to call it. We're here to talk pro wrestling. I'm not Jerry alongside of Damian G. Along to the other side, we have Jamal D. Giant Crab. Gentlemen, how you doing tonight? Exquisitely. Wow, Jesus. pretty pretty <laughs> zesty of you, uh, Damien. <laughs> I mean, I don't I don't know if I can top exquisitely, uh, so I'll just settle with meh. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> Nonetheless, folks, in the absence of Marcellus and Will, three of us will be here to talk all things pro wrestling. Fans out there, if you're listening to us live, definitely join us on YouTube where your comments can be read, seen, and you can be a part of the show in that notion. And, you know, it sucks because usually we get a you know a nice little turnout on, on, on Twitter where we also are live also on Twitch. But YouTube seems to be the only platform where the comments wants to get through. So, yes, join us on YouTube uh youtube live so you can be a part of the conversations we love to hear what our fans have to say so i omit it and really quickly we got a couple of comments coming in right now sis a jake early with the zest hey chill bro <laughs> chill, chill. and um yeah <laughs> somebody's trying to hack the channel i see nonetheless hi and hi back to you um i truly feel that i have to be honest with everybody and say i never thought this was going to happen i was not so that mr adam copeland would show up to uh aw i i i I, when i saw it i definitely was i don't know i i wasn't excited i was definitely shocked um but nonetheless he did the thing and 
I did read a lot of comments and a lot of people's uh, think pieces and reactions definitely swayed my opinion. Um, one in particular being that what else, what else was it there? What, what else was there left for him to do in WWE? Right. If they wasn't going to cut him a check that he wanted, why not go get the bigger check and do some more work? And, you know, it started to make me think here with Sting. I mean, like, I, I think Sting is like the bar. I think folks have to be like, hey, if Sting is still out there doing it, so can I. And Sting has been on television and featured very regularly. And I'm sure other folks are like, well, should I go get a check as well, too? Um, but nonetheless, you know, he 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 did the thing. Um, he looks like he's gonna be a big part of the program going forward. And um, I'm very curious to hear with my uh two uh co-hosts here with their thoughts about Mr. Adam Copeland, formerly known as Edge in WWE, showing up to AEW before we actually get to the real topic here. So Damien, we'll start with you. Uh for for him, I think this is a great move because number one, he gets to work with his best friend. Uh, who he's had his whole career and childhood with in uh, Christian Cage. Uh, number two, I like the fact that with AEW, and by no means am I an AEW homer, they seem to be able to use the legends well in AEW as far as how you were saying about how Sting is used. Jericho, even though he's getting up there in age, you know, Christian is in his 40s. So... With the limited road schedule that AEW has, how many days a week of work does he have to work? One, maybe two? So, and if he's still getting comparable money than what WWE would have paid him, it's a pretty cut and dry situation. I mean, work less, get paid the same or more, and I get to work with my best friend? Yeah, I'm taking that. So it doesn't surprise me at all, uh, for one. And also, one more thing is, People are talking about, well, why would you betray WWE? I saw that one video of that one girl crying, talking about she hopes it's a work because she's pissed that he left for <laughs> AEW. Uh, new ownership, the TKO group now owns WWE. So maybe they didn't view him as much as Vincent Co. viewed him. And he was like, you know what? I'm going to take myself elsewhere. And uh, that'll be the end of it. He's already Hall of Famer. So like you said, Two James, what else is there to accomplish? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree in the sense that what else is there for him to do with WWE? However, I don't really care that uh Adam Copeland is in AEW. Um we've seen him for the past 20 something years uh, do his thing. Uh I don't really need him to do any more. Uh good on him for thinking that there's some more juice left in the bottle. Um but I I really AEW um, I've always said they got to get younger. Uh, this is the time to break out the young stars, uh, to make some stars, you know, you know, chart a new path and, and they'll do that. And you see that they'll have a guy like Ricky Starks, a guy like Hobbs, a guy like, you know, um, Max Friedman. And then every time you think they're going to come up and trailblaze with these new generation of superstars, they'll bring in Danielson, they'll bring in Punk, they'll bring in... Uh, you know, uh, Copeland, Christian, and so on. And it's just like, ah, okay. Now I get it. You know, you got to get people to watch by giving people a big name, your reason to watch. But that's more of the fact that AEW hasn't really grown big name, homegrown stars. Uh, they shouldn't have to backfill 
their rest roster with star power by importing them from uh, other places. And you know, whether it's New Japan or WWE or whatever, I'm not saying that they need to be completely insular, like you know the North Korea of wrestling and just cut everybody off. I'm glad that they work with other people. It's just that I want I started watching AEW to see something new, not just to see something old repackaged. And and yeah, sure, we're going to get Edge versus a bunch of people that we haven't seen or thought we would never see. And then we're going to get uh, Edge versus the New Japan guys. And we're going to get and so and all of that's well and good. That's all well and good. I wanted that ten years ago when he wasn't fifty. <laughs> I wanted that fifteen years ago. I wanted that when he was in the brood. Do I need that now? Not really. No. I mean, sure, I'll take it, but I don't really need it over the progression of their younger talent. And that's kind of what it is. As soon as you think that this guy is the next man up, they bring in the next man now. So it's, I mean, it's a big ball of okay, but good on him for, you know, for getting this money. And I'm, I'm glad the fans that are willing to tolerate it, you know, are tolerated. But even if I were like a super huge fan of his, meh. I would rather I would rather see five more years of the progression of Ricky Starks mm. than two more years of you know Adam the the rise of Adam Copeland. Yeah, I think uh, first of all, I get a comment in here. Demarcus Vaughn always coming through. What's good with you? Um, yeah, my my thing is, and I, you know, I, I I know you all talked about, uh, and when I say you all, I mean us here at the show. I just wasn't on the show last week about. What was the better deal between uh, Jade and possibly Edge now that this is legitimately like a trade happening here where both situations actually do work for the two of them? Um, I, I, yeah, I'm not I'm not excited about this. Any even though that it did shock me, I, I'm very much on the side of like, you know, congratulations. You went and got a check as much as I'm excited for when I see these legends working comic cons and all sorts of meet and greets and they're charging you know, 80, $100, 120, 150 packages. And I'm like, man, listen, go get that money. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, somebody going, somebody going to give it, you know, people out here spending money in pro wrestling. And, and, and if, you know, AW and, 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 and Tony Khan and, and, and obviously Tony Khan having that bag and they justify this being a reasonable signing for them. And this somehow turns revenue for them. Good. If it don't then also good because you know, the AW fans will be happy uh, that Edge is going to work matches that they want to see. I will say I'm a little bit older in the sense of there's not many to almost none in terms of dream matches. I actually really will lobby for at this rate. Everything is fully possible this way. It will happen. But I mean, like, there was that sort of that razzle-dazzle aspect of, like, I would love to see these two wrestlers wrestle. It'll never happen, but if it did, that'd be amazing. Now everything is actually on the table. I mean, you even hear Jeff Cobb talking about he wants to wrestle Samoa Joe. Ten years ago, hell yeah, I'm traveling the world to see that one. Now mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll wait. It'll eventually happen very, very soon. I know it will, you know? Um, and 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 then for Edge, at his, at his age, to still get a check, remarkable. I'm not mad at him at all. I'm not mad at him at all. But I think Jamal, and much like myself, when you start to think about sports across the board, mm. I am always a firm believer of developing your young talent, your young star, your young draft pit. So when you think about 
<laughs> certain situations like the New York Jets. Were they really going to keep trying uh, whatever his garbage name was? That was the quarterback. That is the quarterback now. Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson, garbage. Do you do a few more years of him in, in hoping that he will be the future of that team? Or do you bring in Aaron Rodgers and certainly, <laughs> certainly have a little bit more confidence that this could work? That's sort of the situation here with Edge is like, maybe we get something out of him. He seems like he can still go. Sure, we'll take the chance on him. But in fact, instead of them investing in some of these other young talents, like can Ricky Starr's draw was a was a topic I seen the Jabberteers talking about too. I have all the confidence in the world that he can. What are the statistics saying right now? Not right. good. But do WWE say, hmm, he's not drawing in his segments, but can we make him draw? Can we make him a bigger a talent? Yeah, we'll take him. We'll take a look at that. You also could look at going back to the NFL. You can look at folks like Geno Smith. I got to tell you, never in my life on any bingo card I've ever possessed would I ever would have said Geno Smith is an elite quarterback. And last year, he told everybody to shut the hell up and let him do what he does. And now you disrespect the dude. He's a legitimate quarterback that you don't even question when he gets on the field. Russell Wilson, on the other hand, you're just like, mm. oh, God, that, that guy's garbage, you know? So, yes, I, you know, good for Adam Copeland. He got a check. Good for the fans. Good for, uh, you know, every, 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 all the parties that this worked out for. But let's truly, and 6 eight Jake with a comment said, do you think it's mostly a money issue regarding AEW's uh, rel- uh, uh, relative inability to develop talent organically? No, it's investment. It's always been investment. Because the fans were, this, first of all, let's just, let's just look across the board. The fans will like what you're telling them like. Yeah, that's for sure. And the fans are already ready to champion some of these folks. We talk about, again, Ricky Stars. We talk about Powerhouse, Powerhouse Hobbs. We talk about, uh, what's his name um, that you just brought up last week? Um, Jamal, at the end of the show, slipping out of my head. Uh, um, Rolo. You see what happens when you just gave him an opportunity. What, what show was that where we at and Warlow came out? And I, I'm pretty confident he had the biggest pop of the night. What, what pay-per-view was that we were at? Um, oh, it was a pay-per-view? Yeah. That we were at. Was it Full Gear? Or Re- Evolution? Revolution. No, was it, it, no Revolution? It, was, it was Orlando. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Orlando because he did the ring thing with CM Punk. So, you know, I think I, I think it's just nothing but like they just got to be willing to, to, to invest in these folks and not a monetarial investment, meaning like, hey, we're going to ride this until the wheels fall off. We're going to see if you really can do it. And a lot of these folks, I truly feel, possesses the time. But truly, let's get into the topic with Adam Copeland is, is Edge, Mr. Adam Copeland, is he truly AW's biggest signing yet? Jamal? That that's the question is, 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 is the problem. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's the that's what it is. And, okay, so let, let's just address the question first. The short answer is no. Um, <laughs> we obviously don't know what he's going to be because if you're going to bring up the Aaron Rodgers comparison, then we don't know in his you know first or second match if he snaps his ankle into like a twig and then is on injured reserve until February. Uh, we don't know what the future holds for him. 
What we do know is that he's not necessarily injury prone, but he is a old and B uh, not too far removed from a major injury anyway. All right, cool. But as far as the biggest signing, well, no, because I mean, like when, because we have, because we have precedent already, uh, the biggest signing for me far and away has to be Jericho. Mm. There's okay. no way that they get over that first uh, a hump of, you know, that first title feud with, uh, with Adam Page, um, the inner circle and all, all the other stuff, you know, Jericho is just as instr- instrumental as anyone else. And if we're going to use the word signing, I'm going to mean literally everybody that, that's signed to the roster. Is yeah. is Jericho um, bigger than Kenny and more important signing than Kenny Omega? I would say so. Yes. Is Jericho a more important signing than the Young Bucks? I would say so. Yes. Is Jericho a more important signing than uh, John Moxley? I would say so. Well, yes, yeah. notwithstanding. Yeah, um, can I can I just get in there really really quickly? I mean, I, I I was not even going to say Jericho, but damn, do I agree? Because when you talk about the legitimacy of AEW. Jericho was the headline. When you had folks right. saying, AW, I'm not looking at that. What the hell? Oh, because Jericho's there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Because nobody knew a Kenny Omega or Young Bucks right. or Adam Page or Kylie well, mm-hmm. Ray. No, the masses didn't Britt know. Baker. I, you know. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't enough to make people sit down and say, I'm going to go out the way to go watch this. And this would be even before right. the TV deal. But but the fact that Chris Jericho was attached to something. And matter of fact, let's even remember the press back then. Yeah, every that, that press every press release that you oh I, matter of fact I was at the premiere press conference for it at in New York so you know when you when it came down to every title that every headline that you seen AEW it said Chris Jericho in it right because that was a big deal he Cody was Rose the was up there with that name too Brandy yeah. was up in that name too but those were the three names yeah. and 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 without a doubt you're you're entirely right that. Chris Jericho legitimately brought, not legitimately brought, he brought the legitimacy to that to the brand very right. early in the stage. Right. Uh, I, I would say that, you know, uh, we, we can debate on whether the, the Mount Rushmore and the, and the whatever, whatever, but, but like realistically, um, it was Jericho's name and the weight that that name carried that gave AEW the foundation. Uh, you know, we went to the first Dynamite because it was down the street from, you know, it, it, it was here. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if I would have flown out for that show, sight unseen. But what I do know is that Jericho was on the show um, and a couple of the guys that I've heard of from the indies. All right, cool. But for a lot of people, you know, after after Jericho and then you started going down the list, um, you know, that's what it was. A lot of people were looking at a very early AEW, uh, that AEW period between uh, All In and the first Dynamite you know, that five or six months or whatever was to figure out if it was worth investing in. And one of the things that kept coming up repeatedly was, you know, Jericho. Uh, And even still, even to this day, the first champion ever. And you go, damn, they really could have started with Adam Page to build. Nope. It had to be Jericho as the first champion. Yeah. And you had to establish the company as something (laughs) legitimate. Yeah, and again, back to back to the press moves because Jericho with the belt made the most sense because the moment you have an Adam Page with the belt, it's a nice belt from an independent show, and there's a tons of independent shows that got nice belts. So 
you know, you you set yourself apart because Chris Jericho had it. Jamal, before I let you finish here, uh, Damian, I'm just curious. Who 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 would you say is AW's biggest signing? You can tweak that however you want, whether it's recent, overall, whatever it may be. I, overall, I believe it's Jericho uh, to, to everything Jamal said. But had he still been there, I think it would have been neck and neck with CM Punk. Because him bringing in the first million dollar gate, supposedly, in AEW history, that automatically stings of, of oh, this is a moneymaker. You know, we're talking about can people draw. You knew he could draw based on that gate. Obviously, well, it was in Chicago, wasn't it? So a little bit of home field advantage. But take away Punk, and I'll say, yes, it's Jericho, because not only did he establish the first group in AEW as the inner circle, forget the elite, the inner circle, because you had Jake Hager, you had him, you had Sammy, you had LAX. Jake Hager relevant. Yes, beside the bucket hat. But aside from, yeah, (laughs) but to be quite honest, Jamal's right. You, You take Jericho out of that, what do you have? The Bucks, Kenny, Hangman, Aside from the people who watched New Japan or Ring of Honor back in the day, who? So you had to go with Jericho. So if you compare it apples to apples versus Adam Copeland, we don't know what he's going to do just yet. I know they hinted at a feud with Christian, but he also shook hands with Sting and Darby Allen, and we're talking about building new stars. Darby Allen seems to be the one that people want to work with when they first come in to AEW, because so did Punk. Uh, so that could be someone that they're trying to build up. Because um, everybody knows that Darby Allen is the future of the wrestling business. Does That's everybody know that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, well, there's a couple of folks in some seats that may not be fully uh, aware right. of it, but everybody else in, in, in the world of professional wrestling knows. And I think a lot of folks even see themselves in him, which is, you know, it's, it tells a lot. And, and granted, the dude works. That's just it. Oh, yeah, of course. Him and Orange Cassidy, probably the hardest working two in AEW right now. But yeah. overall, I, I, I'm curious to see what Adam Copeland's able to do and what role he's going to be used in. Because I think personally, if they use him like a sting type, where, you know, he comes out, he has that that plot armor where nobody can harm him and like he no-sells everything and he hits three or four spears, cool. But if we're going to have another 35-minute drawn-out match like with Randy Orton and WrestleMania, whatever it was, I'll keep that. I don't want that. I don't want it to see it. And, I, no. It ain't happening. That dude don't got nothing to prove. Don't forget that. I tell you, oh, listen, here's the thing with Edge, and I'm going to answer the question, but here's the thing with Edge. Tony Khan is a fanboy. Yes. Please strap your seats and get ready <laughs> because the brood is coming. That's just it. The brood is coming. Oh, it, it's coming. About that. It's a thousand percent coming, and, and that's all y'all need to They've be prepared for. we already had there, so... So just just wait. If that's it. So anyway, Edge, uh, is this the biggest signing yet? No. And before Jamal just completely just <laughs> distracted my whole idea here, <laughs> I was going to say Brian Danielson because he was the big guy that you say, huh, that's the best wrestler in the world. You got him to jump brands. A person that clearly could have just retired, went off on the sunset, been with his family, other ventures. I mean, Bree and um Bree and Nikki got a new show. I don't even know if people even realize it, but they got a new show on Amazon coming or Prime Prime Video. So easy could have got a check with that as well, too. You know. Um, but the fact that he went out there and he 
went back to his plan and his aspirations from years ago of saying, I want to wrestle the best folks in the world. Mm-hmm. And he's actually doing it. I was like, cool. I, one, it was the shock factor that he left WWE because you would have never thought. It's the shock factor that he continued to wrestle because you would have never thought. And then it's the idea that he's the best wrestler in the world and he signed. So to me, not only did I think he was the he was the biggest sign at, at, before the Chris Jericho thing, it's because now I feel like shit. Well, anybody could jump ship now because there's clearly no loyalty to the brand. People just gonna go out here and do what they got to do. And yeah, I was also I also <laughs> was surprised because I thought he might have done the Cody, uh, which I called the World Tour, and don't sign and go out there and go do what he wanted to do. Bet on himself where he didn't. So I'm like, wow, he really truly just went to the money. Yep. And this and, and and that's just that. But I mean, like, again, I thought he was the one that opened up the door of possibilities for anybody to come to AEW. Because, like, you look at certain other folks, you're like, yeah, I can see uh, um, Adam Cole going and, and, and all of those folks and all of the friends of the Bucks. But, like, even I was saying before Punk got there, I said, you bring Brian Danielson in, he gets a seat at the table. That ain't going to make a lot of folks happy because there's no way you just say he's a member of the roster. That right. dude got way too much experience and knowledge for him to not be involved with the direction and 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 um and um creative with with the company. But it's interesting because he actually did kind of take a seat back. So it's like he kind of checked and decided to just kind of coast this out a little bit. So I don't know, man. I don't know. I want really but- quick another feather in the Jericho cap. It just dawned on me while we were talking. The reason why you could put it over edge over uh, Adam Copeland is because Jericho branched eras. He bought in the WCW cruiserweight people who love that through WWE, the Attitude Era, through the Ruthless Aggression Era, and then was able to bring that over to AEW. So he spanned multiple eras in pro wrestling so people from all age brackets can be bought in and pretty much tune in and say, oh, what's this new promotion? There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and uh, I, so real quick, uh, I you know I know that you say uh, Danielson, and the reason why I push back against that is because his entry into AEW wasn't super crazy, because he didn't just leave; his contract expired. He right. didn't just you know show up, like uh oh, you know what's going to happen? Like no, what's the most logical move for him to do? He get the work indie dates and get more than he would pay for having a scrounge around on the indies. Um, you know, he could take the time that he needs off and get world-class medical care uh, mm-hmm. per his contract with the company that a lot of indie promotions wouldn't offer. Mm-hmm. So logistically, it just made the most sense for him to want to do that, for anybody to want to do that. That's within the last five or so-ish years of their planned career. Now, if somebody that's currently under contract, and if Shelton Benjamin showed up, well, no, not him because he got cut. But if Chad Gable showed up in AEW and and did a thing completely unplanned. And all of a sudden, Gable and Otis are on, on AEW TV. Oh, shit. This is interesting. This is unprecedented. Uh, we haven't seen this in a very long time. What does that look like? That's shocking. But for a guy to weigh his options and make the best financial and physical decision for himself, no, that's just being an adult. Yeah. No. Yeah. You know, the more and more I hear this, AEW starts to sound like the Washington Commanders, man. About 10 years ago, everybody went and retired in DC. You know, they was like, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, 
I'm gonna quickly do. I'm gonna sign a five year contract and work one, and y'all just pay me for the rest. De- Dion pulled it. I think uh, Albert Hainsworth did it. Uh, mm-hmm. There was there was like a safety. Couple of folks is just like, I'm just gonna just get that check. Don't 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 worry about it. I, I, I'll be there for like one game, but like y'all gonna pay me because we know that Dan Snyder was gonna cut that check, you know. Um, but, but it's yeah, not even. But it's not even that though, because because Khan is booking for Reddit, and that's part of it. He <laughs> wants to get the instant gratification of a surefire, you know, hit instead of taking the time to build and craft something over time. And we see that, and it's evident in the stories that they produce, because if you don't have something to work with, they're not going to help you build. So let me ask you a question before we get to break, because, you know, this is why I have always, I mean, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to lure you into it. I'm just going to ask the question straight up. How come you don't like NXT anymore? Um, It's not that I don't like NXT anymore. It's just that it became more in line with the WWE main roster which I don't like. Uh, if, right. you know, it, it comes on Tuesdays, which is also a weird night because I'm usually watching baseball or, you know, something else is something else is usually on. Um, so it's it's partly the, the time that it's on and the fact that it is, and it should be, more in line with the main roster, which is not something that is of interest to me. Um, if they had more of the wrestling that I wanted to see on it, if they gave us NXT 2014, 2017, yeah, I would watch it. I would back, I would make a way to watch it. But that's not where we are right now. We're at you know Rainbow Coalition NXT Sherbert edition. And and uh, it's fine. It's better than it was, but it's not good I, enough to give me to try to try to watch it. I, I feel like NST has got back to um it, it's it's OG MO. I think we're seeing stars oh, being no, built I think for the future. I, I it's hard to I don't know. I'm I'd say it's legitimate. a split between what we had and before with the splatters and the 2.0. And the wrestling aspect. So I think now we're we're starting to get a little bit of both. Um, just in my opinion. Yeah, because I mean, and 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 you kind of have to because you know, Shawn Michaels in in, in in a recent media call I took uh took part of, he, he it's very clear that NXT is a third brand, but it is the minors, as right. the, the, the terminologies of being sent back here or excuse me, down here. Is 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 obviously a nod to you know triple A, double A, and what on um, in baseball or whatnot. So yeah, without a doubt, we understand that this is the developmental brand, but it is a third brand. But it also, if you're going to be successful on the pro level, you have to have the same psychology. You have to have sort of the same game plan, the same playbook, whatever it may be. So you need a little bit of it. But they're building stars, and even to the fact that like they're also revamping. And repurposing stars. I mean, who would have fucking thought that you would care about Baron Corbin in 2023 <laughs> right now? I, I do not. <laughs> That's a good point. I absolutely so it's just wow. You know what I mean? So we're going. We're going to talk more NXT because uh, Tuesday night is about to be kind of crazy uh, next week. But um, again, good for Adam Copeland. We'll see what the future of his uh, his wrestling career in AEW is to come and you heard it here first the brood will be i'm sure they already made the call it's already sure. part of the yeah, of the, of the, the Tony's already made website. that phone call yeah yeah and who and 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 yeah everybody can come out as vampires so 
Yeah, you you know, it, don't 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 be surprised if you see a little bit of blade, but a little bit of brood and a little bit of something, oh, maybe some twilight in there. I don't know. They they're gonna mess it up and give us a little bit of everything, and it's 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 certainly gonna be something to talk about there. Anywho, we do have our break. We'll be back. We got an indie spotlight, and we got the rest of our topics for tonight. So let's go do that, and we'll be right back. A little birdie told me, everybody, that you may be interested in doing some sponsorship and advertising opportunities with us here at Big Gold Belt Media. You know what? You might as well, because we are the golden standard for all of your media needs. Why would you want to go anywhere else? Besides, all of your pre-roll ads, your mid-roll ads, as well as your on-air reads are going to be done by me, Damian G., yeah, professional broadcaster, Damien G. We do all types of social media promotions. That means your podcast, your IG, your Facebook, your Twitter, and your business website all get shouted out on our network here at Big Gold Belt Media, where we cover wrestling, movies, comics, and more. And you can find out more information and make those inquiries, kids, because, you know, limited time offer here at Big Gold Belt Group at gmail.com. Again, that is Big Gold Belt Group at gmail.com. Com. Why would you want to go anywhere else? I wouldn't. Well, I would care, but I still wouldn't even if I didn't. So again, Big Gold Belt Media for all your sponsorship and advertising opportunities, your podcast, your IG, your Facebook, your Twitter, all of your social media platforms, as well as any business website you want us to promote on our show, Big Gold Belt Group at gmail.com and let them know Damon G sent you. Right on, folks. We're back for the second half of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us on YouTube. Join us on Twitch. Join us on X. Uh, but we prefer to YouTube because that way your comments can be read on the show, visible, and you can be a part of each week's discussion. So do go over there, subscribe, notification bell. That way you know exactly when to tune in but if not you already heard what i said 8 p.m eastern standard time each and every thursday nonetheless it is the moment where we hand it over to jamal where we like to take our talents to the independence and spotlight a promotion you need to check out so what you got for us uh so for the indie spotlight this week we're going to go up to toronto uh there Ooh. it's demand lucha uh one of my favorite uh lucha-esque uh, promotions but they're having a show October 19th, which is two weeks from tonight. It's uh, bell time at 8 p.m. The one-hour hype-up party is at 7 p.m. <laughs> Can't make this stuff up. Lucha shows last too long anyway, so yeah. Mm-hmm. You, so you Tell need, me you more about the hype-up. More the hype-up hype up. Yeah, hype party one. at 7 p.m. So you're going to need to be there for that. <laughs> but it's uh, the Lucha de los Mortos, uh, the fight to the death. Uh, 2023. That's October 19th, which is two weeks from today. They're going to be at Parkdale Hall, which is on the west side of Toronto in the Parkdale region, you know, right next to the streetcar. Uh, it's just near Hyde Park. You can't miss it. But uh, Alex Shelley's going to be there from Impact. Jack, Jack Hartwheel, who's one of my favorites on the Indies right now, he's going to be there. Uh, Gringo Loco is their premier champion. He's going to be there. Uh, Jody Threat is, uh, she's the open weight champion. Sam Adana, Space Monkey, Los Medicos. Uh, it's all ages, but if you want to get to the bar, 19 plus because you know, 19 years old in Canada. That's a, that's what they do up there. Good for them. Uh, it is Demand Lucha, Lucha de los Mortos, uh, 2023, two weeks from tonight on August 19th, uh, 8 p.m. bell time. But the hype starts at seven over there at Parkdale Hall in Toronto. You can get your tickets now at demandlucha.com. Just click on the big get ticks now uh, button 
or you can find it on demand at uh, Demand Lucha On Demand. But DemandLucha.com has, it has your tickets uh, for Lucha de los Muertos at uh, 2023 in Toronto for the Indie Spotlight for this week. Right on, right on. Um, next Tuesday, or this upcoming Tuesday, the Tuesday Night War has been renewed, where uh-huh. we have a special Tuesday night edition of AEW Dynamite. And along with that, we have the usual of NXT. Um, and, well, we all know about the war that's been a thing for the last, you know, Four years. A couple of years. <laughs> and, you know, everybody's eyes is set on this chess match here. Uh, so before we actually truly get into this, do you all feel like this Tuesday night is the war renewed? No. no. <laughs> and Jamal, what is the reason why they even switch? And it's got to be something. Uh, is it is it baseball related? Uh, yes. Um, yeah. Uh, the um, NLDS uh, is on TBS, and um, and that's going to be on. That game starts at seven o'clock, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah. So that that that's what that is. But uh, is this the? Um, it's going to be interesting to see how AEW uh, books their show because. For last week's for yesterday's dynamite, um, they had one of their worst ratings of the year. Mm. Like it was low. Um, mm. So they, it was about eight hundred thousand uh, viewers with a point two eight in the eighteen to forty nine year old demographic. That's not good. Um, and it was down from the week before that. And this was the course after the big Wrestle Dream show. Uh, this is Adam Copeland's day AEW debut. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of things are happening. You know, yesterday, you know, you had uh, you know sports going on with the uh, wild card playoffs and stuff like that. Uh, you know, a lot of reasons not to watch. Well, was it a lot of reasons not to watch wrestling, or is Adam <laughs> Copeland not the draw that people think he is? Yeah, I know. And, yeah, I mean, again, this is kind of why I feel that like we have years of young young talent waiting to emerge. There are people on the indies right now, and I'm sure we could all name five. If we had a, if we had a moment to think, we can name five people on the indies that should be on TV. And, and I'm not saying I'm not gonna say, well, we don't get them, we get edge. Okay, cool. But as far as this Tuesday night thing, these two shows aren't even the same anymore. It's not yeah. like we're competing against the same product. It's not like we you were seeing uh NXT, you know, trying to be emulate AEW. Actually, it's kind of the opposite where AEW's gone into more sports uh, entertainment. Uh, you know, they're leaning on that a lot more than they used to for better or worse. So I, it'll be interesting to see, you know, where that shakes out because you're still going to have more sports. You're still going to have actual playoffs going on. Um, you know, NBA, uh, NHL preseasons going on. NBA preseason should be started by them. Um, and then, of course, you have the wrestling crowd being split between NXT and, and, and Dynamite. So yeah. I don't know what, I don't know what the hell it's going to look like, to be honest with you. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, for, for whatever, whatever you all want to label this, the two shows are going head to head. We will see next week who pulls out uh, the better ratings, but nonetheless, um, Dynamite has a big show because you have Adam Copeland's in-ring debut against Luchasaurus. Uh, Soraya versus Hikaru Shida, and you have the uh, for the AEW's Women's Championship. And you got Ray Fitness versus John Moxley for the AEW International Championship. 
And then across the board at NXT, you got John mm-hmm. Cena appearing on the show, Asuka appearing on the show, Paul Heyman appearing on the show, Cody Rose with a major announcement. And let the internet tell you that WWE did this in the chess move and to spite Edge. Hilarious. Um, and ultimately, you can tell that folks just don't watch NXT because this has been very much on par for what they're doing. Yep. Now, I'm just going to say a couple of things here. Cody signed to WWE. This reeks his DNA. This reeks his I want to do some things all the time things. Cool. He'll do it. Obviously, Paul Heyman and, and, and Cody sort of playing chess across from one another. This kind of makes sense in the storytelling here. Oscar coming. I don't know how that works, but I mean, because Oscar's never lost in NXT. She's so. wrestling Roxanne Perez. Yeah, that's that doesn't help anybody, especially Roxanne, because Oscar's not losing there. And right. if there is somehow a, uh, upset, I mean, I guess they got something to work with. Uh, but then John Cena, and listen, I'm not even going to go down the narrative of the strike, and that's why John Cena doing all the thing. But John Cena ain't no different than Cody Rhodes, or Cody Rhodes ain't no different than John Cena. He's going to do some things. He's here. He's ready to play ball. He has probably a short-term contract, making a, making money, getting a lot of appearances. He's the headliner for uh, this pay-per-view that's coming this weekend, little folks know it or not. So none of this is like, why are they doing this? This is more like, yeah, this is exactly what they would do. It just happens to just be this week. Ain't no way, and even by per Jamal's recent statement, that they would load up the clip to counter book edge if oh it's bigger than edge if for whatever reason yeah like what (laughs) um because if they really were that petty then they would have been trying to do something like this for punk who is actually the big draw and everybody was aware if he was a draw so if wwe cared they would have did something to absolutely try to counter book punk um, so I don't find this a big deal. I just think the wrestling audience is going to be split. They're going to have an opportunity to watch two shows. It should be a good night for both brands, and it's going to mm-hmm. be what it's going to be. Um, and we'll see what the ratings look like next week. Damien, what's your thoughts about this Tuesday night war? And the there's few no war. renewed. <laughs> the feuds <laughs> with the fan bases. That's all that Truly. is. Uh, personally, <laughs> wanting to watch. I am going to tune into NXT ahead of AEW. Because of who WWE is sending down to NXT to give the rub to certain stars. So when they appear on the main roster, potentially, we already know who those people are. So, for instance, let's say, let's just say Paul Heyman gets paired up with Braun Breaker, potentially trying to do something with him. Uh, We got, like we said, Roxanne versus Asuka. Asuka's never lost in NXT, but imagine if she does to Roxanne, that'll put her on the map with WWE fans, you got Cena giving Melo the rub being in his corner. So people are going to see Carmelo Hayes, if they've never seen him before, from main roster folk. And yep. even yep. though Jamal doesn't like him, Baron Corbin's there too. Becky's still women, the women's champion. Baron Corbin's yeah. there too. <laughs> Cody's got something to say. So it's, it's, it's very, as you said, it's stacked. The clip is loaded, but it's basically setting up the new stars we talked about in the first segment aew doesn't do a good job of setting up future stars this seems like wwe using nxt to springboard these young stars to get them ready for the main roster so kudos to them for actually taking a bigger picture view not just let's just beat aew and maybe they will 
but there's a bigger picture at play here. Yeah, yeah realistically, what? WWE should have been doing this from the beginning. Correct. Um, there was no, we've said you know time and time again that there's no shame in sending people over, not down, but over to NXT when yeah. the time is right, when the story is necessary. Uh, it's just it's just a new rotation for them. Get you know, there's no reason why Dolph Ziggler shouldn't have been sent over to NXT when he, he was getting burned out on the uh, main roster. No, and he, he was. was. And I mean, that's just, I'm saying that that was a good idea. Yeah, and you know, for that to happen, <laughs> absolutely for that to happen. Uh, with you know, Dominic Mysterio was there, and you know. Cool, you know, just put him in a new place. Give him, you know, just reshuffle the deck. You got to do that every time. Uh, you can't just stick him, take him off TV, and stick him on the house show circuit, you know, for for a month before you, until the pay per view happens. So, um, this is what the NXT has. That, that's what the NXT's purpose is. It, it's mutually beneficial for people to come over and give the young guys a rub, while also putting them in situations where we haven't seen before. It's intriguing to watch. Yeah, and, and then rather it's the optics thing of young people getting the rub, I think it is a level of confidence, an internal thing, where some yes. of these folks realize, like, man, if I'm working with Cena, man, like, I can work with anybody. Like, you know, and that, that's what you want to happen. You want these folks to realize that you are a WWE superstar. You're not just at full sale, previously a full sale, and the mentality of just being in full sale, and you're never going to go anywhere beyond this. Like, no. You're working in one direction with uh, well-renowned college athletes, you know, all Americans that are coming through. And then on the other end, you got, you know, Hall of Famers working with you. At what point can't you succeed? The only enemy is yourself at this point. So I, I, I like it. There's nothing but benefit for folks coming down. And then when you got the folks that, you know, are struggling on the main roster, you're like, oh, man, they, what, what can you do? I mean, I think of Raquel Rodriguez right now. She needs an NST visit tomorrow. Um, we know that for, because the WWE shoves it down your throat. We know she has the physique. We know she can do something. We've seen her in the May Young Classic. It ain't working on the main roster. So let's get her. Let's get her recharged, man. Let's let's pull her back up to the Tesla station and get her back on the road, man. I think that like this is what you want to do. You want the NXT to be a revolving door of new folks coming in from college, independent folks who needs you know that 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 world class training, folks that's been in WWE that ain't quite working, um, and then you all sorts of different moving uh, storylines between the two brands. It's just working. Also, also. Um, I, I don't know if it's you, Damien, or 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 Sellis, but Tiffany Stratton, I'm gonna be honest and say I was never sold. I was never sold, but <laughs> but <laughs> WWE took care of that for me and they say, All right, I still don't sold. care about it, to be quite honest. But hey, I, I'm I, not I, a fan I of the gimmick, the... but she goes. I think no, she no, can no. wrestle athleticism, I'm... sure. I'll give you that, but just yeah. her presentation. We're talking about being shoved down the throat. Like we knew from day one with the daddy's girl gimmick, which oh, you know, they, they got rid of that so quick. Yeah, it disappeared. <laughs> um, but we know she's next up, and that's okay. You know, she's next up to be wrestling with WWE when inevitably we no longer have the four horsewomen of NXT on the main roster at all. You need a new crop. We've always talked about uh, making new stars. Well, here you go. Yeah. You got Becky working with Tiffany Stratton twice. You know, if that doesn't say she's ready, despite my feelings, she's ready. So that's yeah. great. And all these other young guns that they have down there, I can't wait to see what they do. So that's yeah. why I'll be tuning in on Tuesday for NXC more so than AEW. And that's not that's not like Becky didn't just have match of the year 
uh, candidate with Trish Stratus and then comes back and do a banger with Tiffany. And it wasn't any bit of a fall off. It just was a nope. very good match. It wasn't of the caliber of, you know, two legends here, but it wasn't a fall off. And let's just also make it very clear. Just because you're working with a good dance partner doesn't mean it's going to be a good match because there's a particular <laughs> wrestler in AEW that has worked with the best wrestler in the world and has never delivered a good match. And it wasn't the best wrestler in the world's fault. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know. I'm just on flight. Talk about that guy right now. Not, yeah, put him not up, really. put in the private chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, no reason. No reason to even spend time on that. Um, anywho, anything else about this AEW and NXT head to head battle next week? Much ado about nothing. I mean, pretty much. Uh, but the but the real thing is, and this is going to be interesting, is will this be a moment that people remember when it comes time for the actual television uh, mm. uh, contracts to get renewed, and we start to see the shifts and the new contracts take place? Um, let's say that. Let's say that. Uh, the ratings comes out, and I know how much of a fan you are of ratings. But let's say the ratings comes out on um, on Wednesday afternoon, and AEW gets absolutely dog walked. Like mm-hmm. they have their second lowest rating of the year so far at eight hundred thousand uh, viewers. Uh, that's slightly up from their lowest rating of the year, seven hundred seventy six thousand viewers. And let's say that that number is six fifty. It is an absolute lowest rating they've ever had in the in the company's history. And, AD, and NXT, conversely, they do 975. So it's not a, a sports thing. It's not a wrestling thing. It's a people sought out NXT thing. Yeah. Does this give NXT the um, you know the bravado, the courage, the confidence maybe to say, you know what? Going head-to-hand with AEW isn't the big bad uh, – they're not the big bad wolf that we thought they were anymore – Maybe there is parity between the two companies, and we're not afraid to put NXT on Wednesday night anymore or go head-to-head with AEW on Saturday or whatever the case is. Do you think that something like this, you know, looking at the show, and obviously there are, you know, the, the show is stacked beyond belief, and they do have that 8- to 10-minute overrun that they normally do, but does a monster rating from this show, uh, NXT, on the night that Dynamite airs live as well, does that mean that NXT would be more willing to permanently go toe to toe with AEW, and it's not the David versus Goliath, uh, you know, war that we saw when we saw it two years ago? Yeah, we will have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll certainly have that conversation. Right. Um. Anywho, coming up for our last topic for tonight, WWE. Before Fast we Lane. move on, look at the look at the chat real quick. Six A Jake says, "Do you th- do you think this crossover can further legitimize the AEW brand?" And he says, also as a follow up, rather, which faction has more to gain? AEW, because like Jamal just said, with the really record low ratings that they had last week, they really can't afford to get washed. Because if they do, uh, it's not looking too good for for them. Aside from their usuals, bringing in new fans. I think that's the big issue. They're going to get their usuals, their 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 uh, you know young buck lovers. But aside from that, there's no new fans really hankering to see AEW. That you there's going to be some new NXT fans come next Tuesday though. Man, I'm almost willing to. I'm a, obviously NXT wins this week easily because people want that shock factor of what happened. And 
I think if we don't see Tony Khan make the announcement of Tony Khan has a big announcement, <laughs> then nobody's <laughs> going to care about what That's happens. That's like Cody Rhodes has a big announcement to Trump a thousand, over. <laughs> bro, a thousand percent. And that ain't cross booking. That's just... That's just two people that was hanging around with each other too long, yep. and they just like, oh, I'm gonna do that, you know. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I do think, if anything, because I thought the question was like predicated towards uh the benefit between the main roster and NXT. Um, this absolutely just helps everybody on NXT, as I mentioned. Right. The confidence, the uh awareness, the visibility um and, and the legitimacy i mean yeah you work john cena man at the end of the day you put that on your resume man listen just like y'all be so pressed to be like i met blah 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 and y'all went and tell all y'all friends these folks gonna be like man i wrestled blah 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 go tell that and that's a big deal so we'll see anyway fast lanes this weekend um i didn't even remember it i i was actually you reminded uh, the, us <laughs> In Indianapolis, um, and, and, and with this card of uh, Seth versus Sinshke, John Cena and LA Knight versus The Bloodline, uh, EO Sky, Asuka, and Charlotte in a three-way, uh, the LWO versus uh, Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits, the Judgment Day versus Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso. Um, it's a main roster NXT takeover to me, um, and I'm not mad at it, just like... Uh, yeah payback in pittsburgh that i went to that no one said anything about excitement about going or wanting to watch it or anything and we sneaky had a couple of good matches certainly one match is match of the year candidate um so i just look at this card and i'm like hey you know i think th- i think sneakily th- there's gonna be another banger of a match here and i think it might be that eo scott oscar and charlotte match um and I think it's truly going to be about placement because that's the one thing that hurts some of these uh, pay-per-views is that, uh, you know, you got a match that's so good it just takes the air out of the arena and then the other match after it suffers. So I think they got to be just a little smart about how they place this. I think the Judgment Day is clearly hot. Cody Rose and Jay Uso's hot. The Bloodline's hot. L.A. Knight and John Cena's hot. Seth Rollins and, and Nakamura already proven that they're hot. Um, the ladies are going to tear it up. So I think you almost got to open up with the LWO versus the Street Profit. <laughs> you cannot have that in the middle of the car. Otherwise, that, that match would not be talked about at all. Yeah, the way I'm looking at the card, man, that's the, that is the logical choice for the LWO to start against Lashley <laughs> and Co. But I have a sneaking suspicion they're going to start with the women's match mm. just, to, just to get the crowd invested right there and then but yes it it would be the death walk of whatever follows (laughs) that match but what i'm seeing by this card it's no bigger than one of those back when they had the brand separation those super shows where raw and smackdown came together and you had the smushing of the logos that's what this is to me it's a super house show that you get to see on as a premium live event because let's face facts we're almost at what rumble season we're almost at survivor series so yeah. w- this will be a bridge to that. I don't think there's going to be. Kind of exactly. makes me wonder if that's what Cody's announcement is, is something relevant to Survivor Series. Mm. War but, games potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Or, does he, or does he introduce Jay Cargill? That, I don't know. See, now, yeah. now I actually got to watch. Now I actually got to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dang. <laughs> I actually gotta watch, but but yeah, you know, about Fastlane, uh, you know, I think it's just going to be a really efficient show. Uh, there's yes. only five or six matches, 
and that's a good your number. Um, they're not really cutting any corners. They're they're just giving you meat. It's just whatever. It's just exactly what you want to see. These are the storylines that are hot. These are the culmination of those storylines. Uh, you know, in for this particular uh, chapter, um, just go get it. And I think that's a smooth three hour long show. Yeah, uh, giving you exactly what you want. Everybody has time to work. The matches have a time to to evolve. Uh, and I and I think and I like that efficiency. Um, instead of just like a two night show or a, a five hour long event. Um, nope, just get in, get out. This is why you this is why you need to watch because everything that you need to happen is gonna happen right here. So I, I respect that. Yeah, yeah. People gonna watch to see Jay show up. Absolutely. And hey, it works. Well done Jamal. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it it works. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going to check it out. Uh, solid card. I don't feel like there's any reason why I wouldn't put this on and be surprised about a sneaky of a sneaky banger of a match. Um, it's like a it's like a movie where you're just like kind of like, huh? Got some people in there I like. Not really sure what the plot's all about. Not really, you know, familiar with the director, but could be something. Synopsis look good. All right, let's see what it do. And an hour and something later, but in this case, three hours and something later might be surprised. But there's definitely enough attraction. To at least get you in the door here. So we will see. On that note, I think it's time to wrap it up, fellas. Y'all got anything else y'all wanna uh add before we do so? Um, well, yeah, I, I do want to say that um number one, um, it's it's gonna be interesting to see how the differences that they give, you know, Edge and CM Punk. They rolled out the red carpet. They gave him his own show. They gave him his own event. Um, they allowed him to do his thing and go in there. And I'm not saying that Edge and CM Punk are cut from the same cloth or of the same caliber. That's not the comparison. But he is a generational name that people are knowing. That's why they brought him there. Did they learn from their uh, CM Punk experiment? <laughs> First of all, Collision is dead in the water right now. So that's still on. on. Oh shit! Huh? Okay, that's still on, huh? Okay, I, that thing dead in the water because that was the CM Punk exclusive content show, um, and 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 now that that's gone, you're kind of like, huh? Yeah. Well, don't don't have no reason to watch here. So, well, uh, yeah, yeah they're and gonna it's be already in beautiful on, Erie, Pennsylvania, in a couple weeks. So, I did see that. Yeah, so it was like a two hundred hour two hat. First of all, I don't care how far it is. Once you cross that PA uh uh border. Line. It gets it gets it gets eerie for sure through there. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> good luck to those folks. A lot of folks from that area though, so a lot of folks get to go back to their hometown. Um, so good but Jamal that. brings up a good point about AEW overall because it just dawned on me that every time, with the exception of Danielson, the punk thing with the EVPs didn't go too well. Who's to say what's going to happen now? Bringing in Adam Copeland, I know he's not the uh, potster that uh punk was but maybe you send adam copeland over to ramp over to collision and make that his baby to try to get some interest or something draw. of that ilk. it's not a draw no, it's already I on, know it's, that but. and he's already on dynamite so that already fizzles that like if his if his debut was in collision that's an indication of hey check out this other show right, right now i can't even figure out a reason why i need to be in the house on a saturday tuned in for tv <laughs> yeah or just like i mean to, to legitimately go out the way to ensure that i watch this 
for something. Punk was a draw because you wanted to see what he did. All the controversy, all the star power, uh, all the celebrity behind him. You wanted to check out what he might do next. You're not getting yes. that with Adam Copeland at all. You're just, you're just not. So I don't, I don't know. Tough, tough, tough spot for Collision, man. Yep. We said it was going to become main event or worse after a while, so it's already there. So yeah. How long before they pull the plug? <laughs> oh, they won't because what else would TNT air at that time? Saturday night at eight o'clock. Bones. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. It would be bones <laughs> or just or just like reruns of inside the NBA. <laughs> hey, is Shaq and the thing still a still a show? That was my shit. I, I have no idea. Inside the well, NBA? You know, when Shaq Shaq had his little uh his little uh I think that's a segment fight. within that's a, a segment. Oh, Shaq yeah, yeah, is that still a thing? Yeah, Shaq and the Food. Sorry, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's still a thing. Yeah, he that needs to be a show. That's how you make some money. And if I'm not mistaken, Shaq and, and, and Charles are like two of the highest paid personalities in, in, in all of uh, basketball, right? Uh, I think Charles is retiring, right? Yeah. Right. Eventually, yeah. He no, said, like, he like said he's going to hang like, it up like soon. This year, right? Yeah, yeah he's like, he's going to hang it up soon, he said. Yeah. <laughs> 6A Jake says, SPU rerun. But that's what, I ain't that's mad what at that. I watch it. I, I watch ain't mad at that either. <laughs> yeah, that's, I watch that's it. Saying, like, if you take away... Um, AEW from from TNT from from their 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 air, they're just going to replace it with the same bullshit that they they had before it. So and they're just going to the ratings are going to go back to being whatever they was, and people are going to go back to remember TMT for like Warner Brothers premieres of movies that came out five years ago, yeah. and uh, basketball, and the yeah. occasional hockey game and the occasional baseball game. Yeah. So yeah, if AEW does shit or or Saturday night at eight o'clock. If AEW does five hundred thousand, that is gold. That's a miracle for yeah, yeah for Warner Brothers. Yeah, because there's no way that they would have done that by re-airing Star Wars for the thirtieth <laughs> time. <laughs> All right, anyway, we'll wrap it up. Anyway, we'll be back next week. Y'all already know what it is, folks. Each and every Thursday, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will have a different rotation of faces next week because I know I won't be here. Jamal is uh, tentative. Uh, and we'll just see who shows up. So I don't know. We'll see what it is. But anyway, you all, you all, the fans, yes, definitely come through each and every week and we'll make sure we have a show for you all. But as always, we appreciate you all. Y'all stay safe and we'll talk to y'all very soon. But I really